here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to the Overnight Crowd. Hello and how has your long weekend been? What have been your memorable moments across the sporting weekend? As long as it was, hopefully you've had a great time around around friends, family, and of course, across the sporting world that you've been watching. I hope the results have gone your way. In the AFL game on Easter Monday, it was the Hawks by 12, 14-8-92 over Geelong, 11-14-80 in the NBL Melbourne United, 92-80 to 80 winners over Cairns, which puts them two wins clear at the top of the NBL table. And in the NRL, it would end up being the game of the round, the last game of the round on Easter Monday. Parramatta, in an upset, they lost to West Tigers, who were sitting coming into this game not having won a game. They were desperate for a win, and they got it in great fashion, kicking a field goal to win 21-20 to 20 over my Parramatta Eels. So not exactly the memorable moment I wanted for my Monday, but fantastic for West Tigers and West Tigers fans alike. Later on in the show, we'll be speaking with Edge of the Crowds, Elliot Vesely, uh, across all of the round six action in NRL, and he was a, he's going to be a happy man because he's a West Tigers supporter. Uh, we'll talk to Sarah Wildy, also from the Edge of the Crowd, to cover off everything that's happened in the Super Netball. There's been two rounds since we last spoke to Sarah, and we're getting into the time when the Diamond Selection occurs, so we'll chat a bit about that as well. But right now... It's time to check in to start the show with Paul Bonser from SENSA covering everything that's going on in the sporting landscape in South Australia, looking at Crows, Port Adelaide, Sample Action, the 36ers and what they've been up to because they've taken a couple of scalps in the NBL. But first, nothing to do with South Australian sport, but a big part of Paul Bonser's passion. Bonds, you must be up ah, and about. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. What a glorious song. And uh, <laughs> hi to you and all the horses supporters out there. It's a fantastic Easter Monday. <laughs> Did you see it coming? Did you think the Hawks were going to get up? I tipped Geelong, I won't lie to you. Uh, no, I tipped Geelong as well. Um, but the way the Hawks got out of the blocks and I thought if they can hang on here, this will be an excellent win. And Geelong headed them in the third quarter and, and the Hawks came home and played their kids were fantastic. Uh, just hats off to Sam Mitchell and the and the crew. They were outstanding. And uh, James Sicily down back, he was he was elite. He was, he was back to his best. Yeah, it was great. He just read the ball so well. Anyway, it was an impressive game for yeah. the Hawks. Uh, a great way to round out round five action. But we're talking to you to get a, a flavour on what the, the situation is over in South Australia at the moment. So let's focus on your Crows and Port Adelaide. Let's start with Adelaide Crows. Well, the Adelaide Crows were really good against Richmond. They had a they had a 19-point win. And all off the back of Taylor Walker, his inclusion back into the side, he just makes them a lot better. And some of their kids are starting to come through. Tex kicked five. He had 10 score involvement. And any player that uh, kicks five and has 10 score involvement, so basically kicked five and was involved in another five, uh, he was Big value. Made probably the difference between the two teams. Yeah, He's come back in, obviously, serving that uh, suspension 
for racism. Yep. Uh, but I guess the impressive thing is that outside of what we assume educationally that he's undertaken, uh, he has actually come back in really good fitness, um, you know, putting, putting football at the forefront again for him. Yeah, and he looks super fit. And a lot of a lot of scrubs are actually saying how fit he looks. And look, he, he's just an experienced player they need in the forward line. They don't have any more experience in the forward line. There's, there's him and no one else. It's all kids and young players around that. Uh, Elliot Himmelberg kicked four when Tex Walker isn't there. Himmelberg becomes the main target, or uh, Riley Philthorpe, who's playing in the sample. And they just don't have the experience, and he just makes them bigger and stronger and fitter up forward. And they were they were outstanding, and a really good win over Richmond, who looks like they're starting to slide after their three premierships. It looks like, yeah, and they, they're missing Dusty, of course, they're the best player in the competition. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they do look a little bit on the slide. Uh, and for the Crows next week, uh, another challenge in the Western Bulldogs, who just uh, similar to them, though both teams sitting on two wins three losses, the Bulldogs just slightly ahead on 10th on the ladder to the Crows on 13th. Uh, that should be another good game, another good challenge for Adelaide to see really where they're at. Yeah, well, sad news for Adelaide, oh. though. They lose their skipper, Rory Sloan, who did an ACL during the game. Uh, sad news for him. He's now in his early 30s and you wonder what the future is for Rory Sloan. Hopefully he can come back, but uh, Look, I, I expect the Bulldogs to get over the Crows. With the young side, you get the ups and downs, a bit of a roller coaster season. They'll have some good wins over the year. Uh, but if they all of a sudden beat the Western Bulldogs, people will be going, hang on, how good are these Crows? So, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be you know, sort of talking finals just yet, but it was a great win by the Crows. Yeah, it was a great win by the Crows. And as you said, very... Uh, sad and sorry news to see Rory Sloan go down. His knee just buckled on him. You know, it wasn't contact. It wasn't anything yeah, it was like ugly, that. Wasn't it? One of those ones where you just go, do you know what? Your knee's got a million times in it that it can do that, and it, you've just hit the moment where it goes, oh, you're done. That's that's enough. Thank you. So yeah, um, yeah, that's all right. Even on even on the risk. screen when they were showing the doctor uh, manipulate the knee, you're going, yeah. oh, that doesn't look good. Yeah, exactly. They straight into the ACL tests, and no good there. Uh, let's look across at Port Adelaide now. Yes, it was another loss. Yes, that makes it five in a row to start the season. And, of course, the pressure stays on Ken Hinckley and all of the coaching stuff. But the second half, that showed fight. That showed promise. It sets up a really interesting game next week against West Coast Eagles. Yeah, it does. Uh, five and oh, the worst start in history for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. So not a record they want to have, but... Uh, we know there's some reasons why they they, they are injury plagued and and they played some poor games and lost the you know, lost the Crows when they probably shouldn't have lost that game. Um, but 49 points down at half time, and then it was a, a game of two halves. Carlton was excellent in the first half, and um, Port were just as good in the second half. So um, Ryan Burton was good with 29 disposals. Connor Rosie got thrown into the middle late in the game and he probably played his difference? best game for the year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, they had the chances, Port Adelaide. Carl Eamon had a shot. He was an excellent, excellent long kick. Mm. He had a shot for goal inside the last uh, probably two minutes and um, yeah, just couldn't finish, finish off. They had the chances, Port, but... Uh, zero and five, and now coming up against the West Coast team. If they lose to West Coast, I think 
then, uh, well, if, if it's not already done, I think then Ken Hinckley is just about a dead man walking, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it starts to head into the territory of let's see what our assistants are capable of in case there's a, a chance to promote from internally. Uh, and I don't know. It's, it's a horrible situation to be in as a head coach. It's a horrible situation to be in as a playing group. You know, you can never question that, of course, no one wants to be 0-5 to start the season. But that second half, at least, we saw some signs where you think, well, take that up against West Coast Eagles, who are also equally just as desperate to, to beat Port Adelaide. And we have an interesting game coming up from two lower-end table, table players, so or teams, I should say. So it should be an interesting one. Yeah, I don't think Ken Hinckley will walk away from the role. If no he way. gets asked to step away for the benefit of the club, he will definitely do that. Mm. Um, to fall on his sword, for want of a better term. And then Port Adelaide start looking at other candidates, you know, I, he, is Alistair Clarkson one, is Nathan Buckley one. While I think Port Adelaide will do the right thing and talk to those guys, I don't think either of them would come to Adelaide. Um, maybe Adam Kingsley might be the favourite who's been in the assistant coaching role for quite a few years now and obviously an ex-Port player, so he might be the nice fit. So one of the other things that we were talking about on Sunday was that... Um Port Adelaide also had some changes across their assistant coaching ranks as well, with Schofield heading back to the West, Voss going across to Carlton. That's probably now we're seeing that maybe that's had a little bit of a flow-on effect as well into the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, look, again, the injuries play a big part in all that as well. And they had a couple of retirements and, uh, you know, mm. you lose some key experienced players like Dixon, like Robbie Gray, um, uh, Ollie Wines, obviously we can't forget him, the Brownlow medalist. So, yeah, look, it, it, it certainly hasn't been smooth sailing for Port Adelaide. Um, and because Ken's been there a long time, uh, I think he, you know, he probably sees the writing on the wall as well. All right, let's look across at Sample. So the underpinning State League, of course, uh, across there in South Australia. And it was a big Friday of, of footy in in Adelaide, I think all of the games for the Sample were played across Good Friday. Am I right? That is correct. Wow. Uh, good it was day. Good Friday footy, and there was yeah, there were five games across. Starting at one o'clock, uh, we did the game. Um, I did the game with Mark Ross, uh, South versus Sturt down at Norlunga. Good game of footy, but Sturt a bit strong there. They won by eighteen points. Uh, in what some would see as a bit of an upset, upset South are pretty hard to beat down at Norlunga. Um, North too good for Centrals. Uh, they won by 43 points. The Eagles at home to West Adelaide by 13 points. The Eagles kicked poorly for goal and probably that game's a bit closer than what it probably should have been. But the game of the round was uh, Glenelg versus Adelaide. Adelaide came out the blocks and led by 40 points at half time and then a massive turnaround, a 10-goal quarter by Glenelg in the wow. third. And Glenelg ended up winning by 15 points. Oof. And then the round finished off on uh, Friday night with Norwood being caught at Norwood. Okay. So uh, early on in that, uh, where are we looking at the ladder leaders? Let's click to that. You've got Glenelg up the top at the moment. Well, Glenelg are the, only un- Glenelg, are the only, yeah, Glenelg are the only undefeated team at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will be around the mark again. And Anzac Day this Monday sees... The grand final replay, the back-to-back premier, the Eagles, taking on Glenelg at uh, Mountain Care Oval at Woodville. So 
We'll be there calling that one for SENSA. And also, I'm off to Port Lincoln on Sunday. Hello. There's a special game in Port Lincoln. Norwood playing West Adelaide. So we'll get on a little uh, rex flight and, and across the peninsula and fly in, fly out type arrangement. And that will we'll bring you the Norwood West game on SENSA this Sunday as Brilliant. well. So. That's a lot to look forward to. Nice little, well, yeah, I was going to say road trip, but plane trip. A road trip would take quite a while, so um, no, nicely done. Well, it's about a seven-hour, yeah, it's about a seven-and-a-half-hour <laughs> drive uh, and about a 50-minute flight, so I think we'll choose the flight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And in, and in other games, uh, North taking on South, Central's take on Adelaide, and Port take on Sturt, so... There's games Saturday, Sunday, and then Anzac Day, the big one, the Eagles taking on Glenelg. Okay, and now let's drift across into basketball. NBL, it's uh, pretty close to the end of the regular season. How are your 36ers going? They're sitting in eighth currently, so not going to threaten the the finals fixtures, but how's it going towards this end of the season? Well, they rose from the dead on the weekend. (laughs) They went to... They went to Perth and beat Perth by 12 points with uh, DJ, Sunday Detch and Dusty Hammers all scoring 23. Very hard to beat Perth over there in Perth, uh, Mm -hmm. but somehow they managed to do it. Daniel Johnson always plays well in Perth. He's originally from Perth, so he had a good game. 12-point win there. And then they fly to Sydney and take on the Kings, who are the, or basically the best team in the competition at the minute. They'd won... 11 in a row, and they knocked them off. By <laughs> points. So Dusty Hannah's had 22. The Adelaide 36ers fans are sort of going, well, where was this? Yeah. Halfway <laughs> through the season. So um, but great for CJ Bruton and his team to get a couple of big wins towards the end of the year. Yeah, you're right. That's two big scalps to finish the year off. I can understand frustration for supporters when you see them Yeah, knock off the Wildcats at home. Very hard to do. And as you said, the Kings were on a hot, hot winning streak and they're the ones that end it. So a little bit of joy for the 36ers towards the end of the NBL season. Just quickly on the NBL, what are we looking at uh, finals-wise? We're not far away from it. It looks like Melbourne United are in a good position to finish up on top. Yeah, I think it'll be a Melbourne-Sydney uh, final series. Um, I just think they've been the best two teams for most of the year. Sydney had a bit of a slow start, but got on that big run, as we've said. And uh, I think it'll be a Melbourne v Sydney final series. Melbourne should finish top now. They're a game clear of Sydney after the Sixers uh, upset them. So, yeah, and I just think Melbourne will be too strong down the stretch. They've just got the experience. They've got the talent. They've got Chris Golding. Um, <laughs> that can win a game off his own hand. So I think uh, we'll see Melbourne United win the NBL Championship in a few weeks' time, I guess. Only a few weeks' time. Bonds, it's always been great to talk to you. Nothing different today. But just to keep a smile going on your face and your energy up, let's finish. Let's take it out with a little bit of this again for you. <laughs> ah, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Go Thank- the Hawks. Thanks for your company, Paul Bonsa. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.